You're listening to Confident Chaos Podcast with Dr. Tiffany and Lawyer Lisa. Listen as we talk about anything and everything that you know to be your truth. On this week's episode, TGIF. What happened to some of our favorite sitcom actors and actresses? Here's looking at you, Aunt Becky. All right, all right, all right. We got a good episode coming up. So um, this is going to be like throwback Monday, I guess. <laughs> but I yes. want to talk. So, Lisa, here's the thing. My sister and I were on the phone. Um, you know, my sister and I are very close. Yeah. And we were kind of reminiscing about how we used to stay at my grandmother's house some weekends because every parent needs a break. And yes. We were reminiscing about, remember TGIF? Remember the shows from TGIF? Okay. All right. So then we start start talking about all these shows and, you know, the ones that we liked and thinking about now, you know, now obviously we're adults and where these people have landed now. Like some are just complete disasters. Some of these people that were on the shows and some are just literally printing money. And so I thought it would be interesting. I want to do a quick little... um, Quick little wrap up. And I'm going to say the show and tell me what you remember. Okay. Okay. But before you go through the list, I just want to set the stage. So setting the stage, I remember our Friday nights, it was in our house. It was a huge treat. We had a really strict process in our house growing up. My mom and dad were really strict about TV. We all used to watch TV together, which is rare these days. Like the whole family would sit on the couch and we'd watch TV. I specifically remember finishing dinner, clearing the table, sitting down and starting the TGIF lineup. And then depending on how good we were that week, my parents would let us decide how many shows we could watch that particular night. So it was super exciting to see, is it going to be one show, two shows, three shows? And we had the whole lineup, which you're going to go through, memorized. And we would try our best to be on our best behavior on Friday so we could watch as many shows. Well, I think the lineup changed, you know, obviously from year to year. And you and I have, you know, a little bit of an age gap, five five-ish years of an age gap so uh, you know yeah guys I'm 40 we we had okay so you obviously know how old I am now so um we had um you know some shows that we both remember and then there's some that I I really don't even remember at all so yeah some of them were off air probably we all know full house oh yeah full house uncle Jesse right so he's still hot uh yes (laughs) he is and then the Olsen twins which we're gonna that's a whole nother thing we're gonna get into save for the Olsen twins and I think Dave Coulier, if I if I if 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 I'm not wrong, I'm pretty sure him and Alanis Morissette were either married or together. And I'm pretty sure Her that album, album right? was about him, which is odd to me. But very odd for a whole album. Yeah. But great yeah, album. Though. He was killer kind of a, album. A good album. He was kind of an interesting character on that show. Yeah, cut it out. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I then, remember that. And then Candace Cameron, who is like doing very well. She's like yes. very religious, married a hockey player, right? Yes. Yeah. And that's the daughter of, I'm the daughter, the sister of Kirk Cameron. Yes. So everybody loved yes. Kirk Cameron on Growing Pains. And then Bob Saget is, Bob wow. Saget. Did oh he my like, God. He like flew off the deep end. <laughs> what happened to him? He like, left this Full is, House and now he does comedy? It's, it's supposed it's, to be wholesome. And have you seen his stand-up? Every other oh, yeah. word is the F-bomb. Yeah. Every other he's word. real raunchy. Okay. And then Jody Sweden, who is like an awesome, awesome, but like had a lot of troublesome years yeah, from what I read. Yeah, she had some issues right? with some drugs. All right, yep. so we all remember. So everyone knows Full House, and then they did Fuller House, which did well. But honestly, nothing's I never ever, watched that. Yeah, it's never you can't replace a show like that. Okay, and then who's this? Ready? Hey guys! Hey guys! Who's that? Urkel! Urkel! Steve Urkel! Family, family Matters! <laughs> that was such a good one. That was a great show. The Winslow Family. All right. Yes. This one you remembered, but I didn't, and I think it's because it was on the younger 
side of the eight because I was born in eighty five and the show started in eighty six. So yeah, uh, this was you weren't per- watching that at age perfect one. strangers. Yes, yeah, so that was the two guys that were best friends and they had all kinds of really funny activities they were involved in. Yeah, I don't see. I don't. I can't. I can't contribute to the conversation. Bulky. It was bulky. Okay. <laughs> and then step by step. Day by day, right? Yes, I always added my own words to that. I always thought it was heart to heart, but I guess it was day by day. Yeah, Suzanne Summers. That was a great show. She was really good in that show. Like, super mom, did everything. And then Boy Meets World, best show ever. That was a great show. Topanga, love Topanga. Great show. She was amazing. And now, you know, on Disney, they have Girl Meets World. I did see them. that. They're married now, and they have a girl. Yeah, it's, yeah, so, it's like super his family cute. married, like, Fast forward 20 years so or something. So my big crush when I was younger, do you remember? So there was Corey Matthews and then Corey Matthews' brother, who I can't remember what his name was on the show. And then his friend in college. His big brother was played by Ryder Strong. Yes. I forget his yes. name on the show, though, but he was great. And then when they went to college, his friend was the guy played by Matthew Lawrence. Yes. Oh. Yes, dude he was, is so hot. He was he's hot. so hot. Our producer's looking at me like rolling his he was, eyes. He was good looking. <laughs> so hot. And then Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which is on the the older, you know, the the later yeah, years. Later on, yeah. But she had a super successful show on Nickelodeon. Clarissa explains it all. Clarissa explains yeah, it all. I yeah, I watched that all the time. Melissa Joan okay. Hart. This was my favorite one, and it was only on three years, and it was hands down. Hands down, my favorite TGIF show and my sister's favorite too. And Your I'm just gonna say, too? and I'm gonna see if our producer remembers it. Ready? Not the mama, not the mama, not the mama. I remember that one. It was all the dinosaurs. Not the mama, dinosaurs, the man, with the animated <laughs> dinosaurs. <laughs> and they had, he had like the egg, and they, they lived egg. in the house and they had like the big dinosaur hands. He would throw everything like, and go, not the mama, not the mama. <laughs> it reminds me of that dinosaur restaurant at Disney Springs, which hopefully will open one of these days, where they have those full like life-size dinosaurs that move and they they're that's animated. Freaky. Yeah, but it's totally after that. Not the mama, not the mama. Is, that's like what do you call that? It's like anthropomorphized like when you I can't even say the word I don't I know not say the word at all but it's like when you give human qualities to animals it freaks oh, me but out but it was all animation yeah, that I, was what it was so cool about it no on dino- the show dinosaurs was an anime dinosaurs was like anim- anim- like like they do at Disney World like it's a small world like the weird puppets moving right dinosaurs oh I mean yeah I didn't yeah. mean like a cartoon oh, animation okay, yeah, yeah, I meant yeah. animated as far as the way they looked and the words that they said I cannot believe you don't remember not the mama Al not the, like really I remember that <laughs> And then last one, um, this one was later on too, Hanging with Mr. Cooper. That yes, was a great show. I like that. So the whole point, obviously, I wanted to, I think everyone can reminisce for a few minutes. I think that makes everyone very happy to do that. But Well, I, it reminds you of like your childhood and all these amazing memories. Hopefully they were great memories of like your whole family. I mean, I have two sisters, so we don't, we're never together. I shouldn't say never. We're rarely all together. But those nights were like, we were all together on the couch, our favorite blankets, watching all these shows. And the shows had such great core family values. Yes. Yeah, they really did. Well, um, so that leads me to talking about family values. Yes, let's <laughs> talk about it. Um, I am intrigued, and I have been following, like, you know, many years ago, it was like the O.J. Simpson scandal. So yes, my new obsession is this college admission scandal with yeah. uh, with Aunt Becky. Yeah, Aunt Becky. I, I mean, can't deal. I'm obsessed, and I think it's because I'm a parent now, and I cannot even, I'm going to get into I can't even fathom how all of this went down. So I start, you know, obviously doing my research. So it was actually called Operation Varsity Blues, which I think is hysterical that they give these names. What a funny play on the name. And guys, I'm sure that you've all kind of heard about it, but I, 
implore you to, to read actually about read about it because the It'll levels the levels of thought that went into this are absolutely unequivocally appalling. That's a really good way to describe it. And I'm also appalled personally that somebody that would play an actress like Aunt Becky that we watch growing up all these well, years. Well, that's why they're actresses and actors because they're yeah. just all faking it. They're fake. A- <laughs> yeah, exactly. They don't know crap about family values. You know, but I watched her as a kid. Wow, she's a great person, you know, and then she had children and got married. And what legacy did she leave into the world besides her pretty good acting career? But this woman made very poor decisions. And the decisions that she made were based upon educational choices that she thought would promote her children and allow her children to be admitted into colleges that they don't belong. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. I don't even know. Is it, is it that they belong or don't? I don't even think they gave them a chance to even try and belong. Why? I, Why I would, do you say I that? I wouldn't even go out on a limb and say they didn't belong. I mean, here's my thing. If you're going to spend hundreds of thousands, guys, you heard me right. Like hundreds of thousands of dollars to basically pay, and we're going to get into how, because I'm telling you it's way worse than what you think, to pay to get into college, right? Why wouldn't you take that same money and just say, hey, kids, um, here's your private tutor for two hours a day every day so you can score well and, you know, get the grades that you need to get to get into this college? Or here's your private rowing lesson since they've faked this kid that probably can't yeah. even pick One up her a daughters, rower, yeah, right? So she could get in to, the, to be the on the crew team, team or what, but team, yeah. my point is, is why not take that money and invest it appropriately in your children? Because what are you teaching them by? So then it's like, where does it end? Are you going to pay for them to get their first job? Are you going to pay for, yeah. for everything else in their life? At what point do they? And listen, I know one of the girls is like big into YouTube and videos. And, but, you know, I don't have a problem with that. Maybe that's what freaking Kylie Jenner did. The girl's a billionaire. Yeah, YouTube so videos. I mean, you can I'm make all, a I'm, lot of money off YouTube. I don't have a problem. My problem is like you are not. What are you teaching? You're not teaching her anything. You're not teaching society anything. You're not contributing anything to society by doing that. So what is the point? Why not? If you have that much money and God bless you for having it. I don't hate. Good for you for having the money. But why don't you take that money and use it to help them to be better people, either academically, financially, invest it for them. If you just want to do yeah, that, invest on. it. Let them go to freaking community college and invest the 500000 Well, it, it also comes down to the level of, okay, your kids are in high school. Our kids are little, right? So they're just starting elementary school. My little one isn't even My in elementary school never. yet. Oh, please. <laughs> My parents... Come on. That's a whole nother podcast. I didn't even episode. get an SAT prep course. I mean, I just walked in blind and took well, the Well, that's because you're super smart. I got the prep course. I took the Kaplan course twice. I'll admit <laughs> it. I took it twice. I am a terrible standardized test taker. Had A's all throughout college and high school, but I cannot take standardized tests. My body's not made for testing. But my point is, your kids are in high school, right? Let's say they finish eighth grade and they're starting. I would hope that the parents are starting to address maybe some focus or some interest that these children have for careers. I'm talking about careers, beneficial aspects of society where they are no longer living off of mom and dad and they are living on their own. And they're not just out there, but they're being productive members of society. Correct. We've talked about this in a couple other episodes. Do something to the world. Add something that's productive. Yes. You got a mom and dad that are like, I'm just going to pay off whatever you got to do. What school you want to go to? What's the name? I'm going to send some money. And I'm going to create some fake 
application. When there's people out there that are struggling doing community service hours, volunteering, going to um, you know, prep courses like I did to try to get the best standardized test that they can, studying their butts off in high school to get that A plus. See, that's what pisses me off. And being involved in groups. That, see, honestly, and I'm just gonna, and, and, and it's true. I'm gonna use the word. It, it pisses me off. It really does. Okay. Because you've got people that, like that you said, that hard. try blood, so, sweat, and tears. It's the same thing with medical school. You know, it's like, well, my dad went there, my Law my grandfather too. went there, my so and so. Who cares? You what do they say the that grandfathered in? Isn't yeah. that what they say? Yeah. You've been yeah. grandfathered in. You either have the, the scores or you don't. And it's, it's it's And if you don't, you don't belong there. You belong at another college at the level where you're achieving and where you can be successful. But to sit there and say, Okay, I'm gonna pretend you're this person and let's pre create an application that is not what you are. Let's talk about that for a minute, because these people, I mean, multiple levels of fraudulent activity creating a person that's their child to be somebody that they'll probably, I'm going to go and out on a limb and say never strive to well, be that here, person. But here's the thing. And if they didn't get caught, they just, I mean, this would have oh, kept propagating on. forever. If but don't you, actors don't, didn't get caught, they would be doing it and doing it and doing it. So thank God these Boston prosecutors got on top of it and they tried their best to. But shame on the schools too. And shame on whoever was accepting the money and the athletic directors that were involved and all of those people. Well, They're no better. Let's talk about the levels here. The psychologists, the testing okay. sites. All right, so to break this down, Let's right? talk about it because this is crazy to me. So to break this down, it's very drawn out. But essentially, this is what would happen. There's like this ling, re- ling reader, Jesus. There's this ringleader, okay? There's this ringleader who was like, okay, I can basically, I'm going to shorten it. I can get your kids into college. I can get your kids into college. Yep. So they pay this guy. I'm oh, sorry. Let me back up. They pay a nonprofit organization. This is where it gets really yeah, messed up, guys. Yeah, this is the really serious they stuff They pay here. a nonprofit organization that he owns, okay, or that he runs hundreds of thousands of dollars. Then that nonprofit organization is what in turn then paid whomever at the school off. So here's the best part. The okay? shell. The shell company the that's shell. supposed to I mean, be getting so back fraudulent. to the community. So this, so he, he, think about this, guys. If it's a nonprofit organization, I paid $100,000 this nonprofit. Now I get to write that off taxes. So this is so messed up. There's your benefit. So you get a benefit. Tax evasion. <laughs> right. Basically, yeah, tax evasion, right? So you get a benefit from paying off for your kids to go to college. And then this guy doesn't have to pay taxes on it because it's a nonprofit through the government. turning it over. I mean, I can't even make this shit up. This is unbelievable to me. Well, let's talk about the charges for just a minute. And then I want to get yeah, back you get to it. The, this is legalese. The, I don't understand. The psychologist. So. I want to talk about the psychologist oh, yeah. in a minute. And yeah, yeah. all the people that were involved in this really... I mean, I mean the, the morality. Scheme. The morality of all of this is just mind-boggling to me. So I'm just going to take a minute and talk about how the law relates to this. So I think I mentioned this before, but I'll tell everybody now. So I started my career as a prosecutor, um, and I did that for four years, and all I did was prosecute crimes. I did not practice in federal court, even though I have a license to practice in federal court. I primarily focused on state court, but I still have a pretty base knowledge, and I understand all about the federal laws as well. So these people were prosecuted under Title 18. And what happened here is they were, and it took years, guys, the beginning action started in 2011. These people were not actually charged until 2018. So as an attorney, I hear that and I know they're taking years, seven years, to put together their evidence and put together their case. Oh, I love it. It's like To hush, be able hush. to prosecute. I love so it. They're probably, I'm imagining they have confidential informants involved. They have people working for the schools, oh, people but the, working the, for the, all the, the other individuals. The ringleader is the one who told them who, who all of his clients were. Well, yeah, because he probably part. wanted a deal. Yeah, I'm sure he one. wanted a that deal. I mean, why screwed. else would you wrap people out? Come on, you want some kind of deal. So here's the charges. 
And these were the charges that Aunt Becky, Lori Laughlin, and her husband. I'm so ashamed of you, Aunt Massimo, Becky. I don't want Yeah, the guy who does Massimo clothing. Massimo. G- Gillia, Gillia, Gillia. Gilliana, whatever. Yeah. I, I'm mispronouncing it, but we all know Massimo. That's the guy, if you're familiar with the Massimo brand. So they were charged with felony conspiracy to commit mail fraud and honest services mail fraud. And then as the investigation unraveled, they were finally add charged, which means that the government decides this is not enough. We're going to add more charges to you because they have enough evidence to support an additional crime to prosecute these wonderful people for. The add charge was felony conspiracy to commit money laundering. So without getting into all the details of the crimes and the statutes, because I don't want to spend a lot of time on that, whenever you hear the word conspiracy, that means that you are engaged in an act with another individual to try to, in regular terms, rip someone off. That is the basic general terminology about conspiracy. And then it's conspiracy to commit money laundering. Basically, you put thought into what you were doing. Oh, you right? created okay. a, yeah. big and a big event. This wasn't like, oh, let me just pretend my kid can get into USC when they really can't. No, these were layers and layers of thoughts and events. To, and don't forget all the people involved in this. I mean, really, it's like a Ponzi scheme. Everybody in Fort Lauderdale knows about Ponzi schemes. <laughs> Some of our wonderful people that live here had to deal with that stuff <laughs> and are probably still dealing with the shells that come out of um, any type of Ponzi scheme. But Tiffany's going to talk a little bit about all the people that were involved in this because as we were chatting about this earlier, this just, we couldn't believe how many people were involved in this scheme. Conspiracy, conspiracy, conspiracy. Nobody stopped for a moment to think, oh my God, this is really bad. Okay, so I'm going to read, I'm going to read an article actually. So I, and, and, I, and I hesitate to do this, but I, I can't even get all this straight to even say it myself. So it says, this guy Singer, who I'm going to refer to as the ringleader, arranged to allow clients' children to cheat on SAT or ACT college admission tests, which I'm going to tell you pisses me off because I did very good on my ACT all oh. by my damn self. Anyway. Good for you. I'm proud of you. Sing- <laughs> I took a lot of tests to get good scores. Singer worked with a, with psychologists to complete the detailed paperwork required to falsely certify clients' children as having a learning disability. Can oh. you? I can't. See, that is what upsets me the most out of anything. So you've got kids with real learning disabilities. So they're, they're saying that like someone had... Faking it. I get so upset. This, in turn, gave them access to accommodations, such as extra time, while taking the tests. Singer said he could obtain a falsified disability report from a psychologist for four to $5,000. Oh, and that's that, like nothing for these people. And that the report could, could be reused to fraudulent, fraudulently obtain similar benefits at the schools. Once the paperwork was complete, he told clients to invest false travel plans to arrange to have their children's test locations moved to a test center under his control. So he can manipulate the center. Either in West Hollywood or Houston. Parents might also be advised to fabricate a family event that could provide a pretense for the student to take the SAT, ACT, or other tests at a private location where Singer could have complete control over the testing process. Can you even deal? So let's talk about the psychologist for a minute, okay? Now, you're I mean, a doctor. that person should have their license taken away. Period. That's what story. I'm talking about. Done. You're a doctor. I'm a lawyer. Done. Okay. I care a lot about my license. My reputation and my license is the world to me. I worked my butt off to get to where I am. And I'm a damn good lawyer. And you're a damn good doctor. So these psychologists, they are. They should be done. And they should not have a license anymore. And maybe they should have been indicted as well because they were part of the conspiracy unless maybe they worked with the government to produce evidence that they needed in order to indict these horrible celebrities that were engaging in these 
crazy accusations. I mean, I think people sometimes don't. Conspiracy. I don't want to say that they don't understand the the severity of what they do because I'm pretty sure this these psychologists did but I'll give you an example even in my office people are like oh can you just give me a disability parking permit I'm like but you're not disabled oh but I just want one I'm like that's a that's a like federal doc not federal but it's like like a legal document I'm not just gonna sign that you you don't need it like it's just it's, it's fraud. Frus- it's, it's it's fraud, fraud and it's frustrating it's frustrating it's the same thing when when people come in for the FAA and their pilots like oh can you not write that how about no I am gonna write that because yeah. you're a pilot and, and like that's we a- care about right what you're doing as you're flying an airplane (sighs) but it's ridiculous how these psychologists were involved but that's a lot of effort right there how about this engaging in psychologists fabrication of sports credentialing this is where it gets even better can you imagine me saying like oh i'm a cheerleader like nah you're gonna cut and paste my face i'm like wee like no no okay so (laughs) i can't i could maybe be a gymnast i have muscles and i'm short i I, I I could be a gymnast and i danced my whole life i could be a dancer So it says, in some cases, imaging, image editing software like Photoshop was used to insert, I can't even read this without laughing. Oh my was gosh. Was used to insert a photograph of a student's face onto the photograph of another person participating in the sport to document the purported athletic activity. In one such incident, Michael Center, the men's coach at the University of Texas, accepted about $100,000 to designate an applicant as a recruit for the Texas Longhorn, Longhorns tennis team. Uh, what, let me ask you a question. So they show up and this, kid, cutting kid, in this kid can't even swing the damn racket at what point do they realize that this is all like when does it end when does it end or does, do they just what, take it and they get a skull what about understand. the picture what about the picture that they cut and pasted like, and head, created a like, head nah, on someone bro, else's that's my body. body that's me like those are my legs and my leggings like no that's not you they see that body and then they the person walks in to maybe the first practice and it's not the same body oh but i could still do the sport but they can't tiffany they can't even uh, do the sport and then so the Lori laughlin so here's the thing that so, happened with her daughter right yeah on so the she team. paid five hundred five hundred thousand dollars going back to full house is what we're getting at the whole and time. becky paid five hundred thousand dollars in bribes to arrange to have their two daughters accepted into usc as members of the rowing team okay have you ever actually seen a, a person on a crew like the rowing team, that is some serious shit. Yeah, that's a really, Crew. really serious sport. And Although they have wait, major muscles, it gets better. Although neither girl have participated in the sport ever. So they right? set ever. up like a rowing machine in their house, and they like stage photos of these girls in full makeup, like rowing. Yeah, come on. I mean, what idiot is gonna look at them in full makeup and say, "Yeah, that's the person I want on my team. Bring her in. Put her on the Harvard Crew team." Here's where it gets better. On March 13, 2019, media sources reported that when the news of the scandal broke. Laughlin's daughter, younger younger daughter, was on Rick Caruso's yacht in the Bahamas with her friend Gianna, who is Caruso's daughter. By the way, Caruso is the chairman of the USC Board of Trustees. Oh, so, they're all hanging out. I'm thinking that this is, this is very frustrating to me. I'm not happy with this. And I, listen, I'm going to tell you why, too. We obviously, people of different socioeconomic statuses have different means by which um, they can achieve certain certain things, right? So you've got people that are just born innately super genius, intelligent level, right? Then you've got people who can take prep courses, can go to the private schools, can do all this stuff. And so those kids, you know, the bar is always set a little higher for them, right? Because they, they, they are able to have this level of education. And you've got people who are on, you know, the lower socioeconomic, who don't have the means to take these prep courses and do all this stuff. Yeah, they can't and financially girls, pay for it. Right. And this is, it's really messed up because I'm thinking, well, you, now you have the money to have, help these girls academically and you're not, and you're still committed. It's like, wow, what do you want? At what, what do you point want? do you At stop wh- and say, oh my goodness, I need to sit here and try to figure out exactly 
what I'm doing, and what can I do to try to educate my kids. Let's talk about school. So our kids are in elementary school right now. Yes. And both of our kids are in private school. Now, why are they in private school? I'll speak for myself. I'll let you speak for yourself because I'm sure that they might be a little bit different. But I don't like the public school system here. I don't like it. I don't think my kids are going to achieve the same level of success in public school as they will in private school. I also think that my kids, both my girls, learn better on a one-on-one situation where they have access to specific um, you know, resources for different issues that they may or may not have now or might you know, develop in, in the future. So I want them to have that specialized education because it's going to benefit them in their future. It's going to help promote them to be successful so that they will go out and get into a college because yeah. they deserve to be in college and then go out and become a productive member of society and not rely on mom and dad. That's true too. So make your own money. You know, my parents always said to me, and, and, I, and, and I understand it and I agree now, you always want better for your children than you had for yourself. Sure, right? I agree. So I went to public school my entire life. However, I went to magnet schools. They were very top tier public schools. My mom always worked at the school I went to minus high school. But even in high school, I personally knew basically all of the administration at the high school. I had a very, very good education, but my mom was very hands-on. We That's had, important. We had one private school in my hometown for high school. Honestly, all those kids were like the bad kids anyways. It was never really an option. Where we are, I agree with you. I'm not a huge fan of the public schools. There are a few that I like, but we I couldn't even get him in if I wanted to. Oh, uh, yeah, I agree. Um, and uh, for us, I was very picky actually about his public school, and I will tell you why. We have a few private schools, and I won't put by name, but you know, the pa- most of the parents are very wealthy, and if you look at the demographics of the kids, they all fit a very specific demographic. Sure, I would agree. I did not want that. I wanted my son to be exposed to all different races, all different socioeconomic statuses. I think it's very important to Absolutely. realize that not everyone has the life that you have. This is why I take him on hospital rounds with me. Yeah. I want him to see that people get sick when they don't do the right thing. Right. right, and the different demographics also help you open your eyes to how other people live. Yes. And you can learn, they can learn from You learn each from other. each other. Exactly. And my husband is very Catholic, and he wanted him to go to Catholic school, so he goes to a very small little private Catholic school that's not honestly very expensive, but we're super happy with his school. But my point is, is I do have the means. So when it's time to start SAT prep, ACT prep, whatever it is, he's going to have the means to do it. I'm not going to pay for him to go to college. He needs to work and, and study and earn it. And fake his application. It. I had to earn going into medical school. I had to study and take tests. And, you know, I mean, it's just I don't think you're doing anyone favors by doing that. Let me tell you, this kid's not going to be a damn football player. He's tiny. You've seen him, yeah. right? I'm not going to pay for him to go on and play in football at USC. There, he's going to, really? No, I mean, it's I never going to happen. I don't think you're. That's why play he football. plays golf because you don't have to be big. You just got to be like you know smart. You got to be smart. You got to so. be smart. Yeah, the golfing is great. I, every time he plays, I'm like, pay for mommy's new house. Yeah, there you, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's awesome. But I also think it it shows your kids you don't give a crap. You don't care about what you're teaching them. You don't care about what message you're sending. I think, Forget about I think the message to Frank, society. What are you teaching your two young girls? To be brats. Be brats, and you yeah. have money. You've been raised with money, so therefore you are entitled to belong at a certain school that your grades and maybe your academic level and your achievements just don't put and you listen, in that spot. Lisa, I want to clarify something. I have no problem at all with people who have that are rich and wealthy and they have money. I got no problem with that. I'm Go trying to be it. friends yeah. with you. I'm trying yeah. to be friends with you. <laughs> right. I can use your boat. I can use your car. I'm Let's trying to be friends with you. Get on your yacht. Yep. I, my point is, is we're trying to create a society of 
thinkers and doers and that we all respect each other and you can respect what someone did because they worked so hard and they deserve it and they deserve it I had this exact conversation with my daughter today this exact conversation and she was getting very frustrated with her schoolwork she's finishing first grade they have eight days left yes anyone listening hopefully you're all listening begun I am counting you heard me but she was like, this is hard. I don't want to do it. And I pushed the paper oh, well. back in front of her face and I said, let me tell you right now, you just turned seven. First grade is hard. Second grade is harder. Third grade is harder. You've got to realize that the harder you work, the more you're going to learn and the more you're going to achieve from your whole atmosphere and but, everything that you're learning is going to come together because you're going to realize hard work pays off. Nothing in my life, I'm going to cut you off for one second. Nothing in my life came easy. I worked my butt off to get into college. I worked my butt off to get into law school. And then I worked my butt off to get a good job and be successful and open up my own law firm. Nobody in my life ever handed me a golden you know, platter and, or silver platter, whatever it's called, and said, you know what? You deserve this. No, I worked damn hard for it. And that's what I'm teaching my kids to do too. But the point is, is even if they did, the, the parent should say, I'm giving you this. And now you're going to do something good with it. Like what? Well, I'm saying like, even if you didn't like, meaning that even if you didn't grow up so like, let's say so they paid for your first house, they paid for your first car, they paid, right. you know, that's fine. I don't have a problem it's with a that, starter. but at least teach your kids moral value. You're not teaching them any moral What's value worth, by right? doing that. I no. like, that goes back to my point. I have no problem when, listen, Harrison's going to be better off than I am. I'm better off than hell, definitely better off than my parents were, especially my mother. But you know, you want better for your children, but the goal of the parent is to teach them the respect and the moral and that mommy's doing this for you, but not, I tell Harrison that all the time, baby, you better be happy that you have that iPad. Mommy can take it away. There's people that don't have food, sweetie. That's true. And he looks at me, he's like, mommy. And I sit, then I sit down, I teach him. It's a teaching point. Of course. You know? And it starts young. Yes. It starts when they're talking, when they're two, when they're three, and then they learn by example. Having a parent that just keeps giving them stuff and giving them stuff, they're not learning anything. Right. I I agree. Anything at all. But we talked about Full House. We have some more things to talk to you guys about. I got the juicy stuff coming up. We got juicy stuff coming up. We want you guys to tune in because we have another episode coming up. And this next episode is going to be talking about some very specific people on some of our, probably most of our favorite sitcoms. And what are they doing now? Yes. 